you uh, are new with The Crossing and maybe you're brand new watching, um, this is a great time to join in because we're, we're starting a brand new series uh, called Christian. And uh, I don't know, you know, what comes to mind to you when I say the word Christian. Um, it's, a, it's, it's incredible. If I broke you down into the living rooms where you're watching or wherever you might be or broke you down in the house into small groups and said, hey, what is a Christian? Uh, I would imagine you would have every single different um, definition of what a Christian is because you could define it any way that you want. It, it, is, it is one of those things where it's like, what exactly is that? And everyone kind of has a different view of what it is or what it isn't. And, uh, and, and it's very elusive. It's very difficult to kind of pin down what exactly is a Christian. And all of the different, uh, and maybe that's led to all of, of the different traditions that we have. And, and uh, one of the things I love about the crossing is we have every uh, different background known to man. I mean, from, from Catholic, Lutheran, Baptist, uh, you know, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, um, Lutheran, you know, me, uh, 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 Church of Christ, um, United Methodist. We have every background um, that represents and gathers as the crossing, and it's incredible. So, you know, maybe uh, in your tradition, and this was the tradition I grew up in, um, to become a Christian, it was praying a prayer. That's, that's how you became a Christian in, in the tradition I grew up in. In the tradition you grew up in, you, you may have had to have been baptized. In fact, you maybe didn't even remember it. You didn't remember it, but your parents told you you're Christian, and you're Christian because you were baptized when, when you were a baby. Um, maybe you had to go through a class. Maybe the tradition you grew up in, you had to go through a class, and at the end of the class, um, they told you you were Christian, and, and, uh, and so you're like, okay. And, uh, and, and so we have all these different ways that, and traditions of how we think we might become a Christian, and, uh, and, and whatever tradition you grew up in, you thought it was the true brand, right? I mean, your brand was the true brand, and all the other brands didn't quite get it right, um, that was definitely the case for us. I grew up Baptist, and, and our brand was the true brand. Do you know why? We had Sunday night church. We, we were so spiritual. We went to church twice in one day, right? We went to early, you know, we went in the morning, and we went at night. And here's the thing. This is unbelievable. In fact, this, this, is, this is etched in my memory, um, one Sunday evening, one Sunday night, we, we are at church because we are dedicated. Um, it was the Super Bowl. The Broncos were in the Super Bowl, and we're having church. And, and, uh, and it was like, wow. In fact, it's unbelievable. So the pastor's son was a year older than me in school, and we were in high school at the time. Um, and it didn't really matter because the, the Broncos got crushed. Orange. Crush. Anyway, you, you can get that. But anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah, we got crushed. But anyway, um, Byron, Byron was, was in, and he had this like uh, Walkman. You guys don't, I don't know. You younger generation, you don't understand the, the pain. But anyway, he's sitting here like this because he's got it kind of up in his ear. So he, he's listening to it on the radio during the message that his dad's giving. It was unbelievable. So, you know, you think whatever tradition you grew up in, I mean, that's the true brand, and that's the, you know, that's the way everyone should, 
could do it. And, uh, and some of you, some of you, you're just like, you know what? I was a Christian, but I'm not anymore. I was one, but I'm not anymore. And then some of you, you're like, okay, time out. If you, if you, if you were one, you can't then become not one. It's not like you know, you, you're like in and then out and then in and out. And, and others of you, you grew up in a tradition where it's like, oh, yeah, you could be a was. I mean, depending on what sins you committed, you could be a Christian, but then you committed those, and then you became a was. In fact, you were a Christian, and you were like 16, 17, and you went on that date, and not so Christian things happened on that date, and you drove extra careful on the way home, didn't you? Because you're like, man, if I crash, and if I wreck, and if, you know, and, 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 I, and I die in this, I'm going to split hell wide open, Right? And so I'm, I'm being extra careful, and when you got home, you got on your knees, and you're like, God, I want to be a Christian again. I want to be back in. And then others of you, you're, you grew up in a tradition like I did, where you prayed a prayer to become a Christian, and you prayed it like 40-year-olds like take Advil. I mean, you prayed it over and over and over again. You know, it's like it didn't take the first time, and so you're, you're thinking, maybe if I just keep praying it, maybe then I'll... I'll finally become one. And, 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 and here's the thing. Th- this might shock you, and, and some of you, after this message, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be like, I don't know what in the world that preacher's talking about. There's no way this could be true. And, and you're going to go home and take your Bible off the shelf and open it up and, uh, and, and, and look in there and like, is that actually right? And you know what? If, if after the, this morning I get you to go home and you open your Bible, that's a win for me, Okay. And so I hope that you will check this out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, <clears throat> whatever, it's you're like, you're like, well, the Bible says Christians should. You know what? The Bible doesn't say anything about Christians. Did you know that? In fact, it's only used three times in the entire scriptures. Some of you, you're really honest. You would say, I don't even like Christians. I don't like Christians at all. And, and, and if you were going to describe, you know, Christians, here's how you would describe Christians. You're like, they're judgmental, homophobic moralists who think they're the only ones going to heaven and secretly relish the fact that everyone else is going to hell. That's how you would describe Christians. And so if a, you know, if someone comes across the street and says, hey, are you a Christian? You might be like, well, I'm not that, but yeah, I mean, if someone came across the street and said, hey, are you a Christian? You're like, some of you would be like, yes, I am. <clears throat> Some of you would be like, yes, but. Some of you would be like, no, but. Some of you are like, well, let me explain. Let, let me give you kind of some context. What, what do you mean about being a Christian? Because here's kind of what I mean. Because you can make it mean anything you want it to mean. You can hide behind Christian all day long. You can act however you want behind Christian all day long. And if someone comes and says, no, Christians should act like this, you're like, the, the Bible actually doesn't say anything about what Christian should act like. In fact, the term's only used three times in the Bible. Did you know that? It's, it, it, and, and all three times, it was actually a, a dig. It was outsiders saying something to this group that actually believed that, that there was a guy who rose from the dead. I mean, how silly is that? And this out, these outside groups, they, they were talking about this group that believed that, that a, a, a guy lived a perfect life and, 
and was crucified and then rose from the dead. And this was the term that they used as a dig towards this, in, towards this group. It would be like, you know, for, for, for city people saying, we're a bunch of hicks. <laughs> bunch of hicks. Yeah, they don't really know nothing. And that's why we're like, well, you're just a bunch of city slickers. Talk about not knowing anything. You think beef comes from the store for crying out loud, right? So it, it, it's like this dig where, where it's like this outsider's describing this group of people that kind of all act the same and believe the same. And the Christian, it, 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 it's, it's not defined in the, in the Scriptures at all. And what's so interesting is uh, uh, this term was actually first used in the church in Antioch. And, uh, and we talked about Antioch here a few weeks ago. It was a town way north of, of Jerusalem. And, uh, and it was a bunch of, of Gentiles who were coming to, to faith in Jesus, and this, this church was exploding, and a guy named Barnabas was in the middle of it, and it was exploding to the point where he was like, I got to go get some help. And so he actually went to Tarsus to find a, gal, a guy named Saul. Now, you, if you've been around church world, been around the Bible at all, Saul's very familiar to you, and, and we know him as Paul, and so we actually catch up um, with Barnabas and Saul in Acts chapter 11, and, uh, and Luke kind of describes for us what happens. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul, because that's where he was from. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch, because this church is exploding and they, they need help. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. And so, these, these crowds of people are, are coming and they're, and they're teaching, but there's others who are on the outside looking in, and this is what Luke records for us. It was at Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. They're just a bunch of Christians. We get further evidence of the view in that culture of, of, this, of this term that, that the outsiders used um, for those who were inside by a guy named Tacitus. Now, he was a Roman historian. This was extra-biblical literature, and everything, you know, a lot of what you know about uh, the Roman Empire and, and many of the emperors, we know that because of Tacitus and what he wrote. And uh, one of those emperors that he wrote about was Nero, and we know quite a bit about Nero. Nero was nuts. I mean, he, he was a crazy man. He was so crazy, he didn't like the way the city of Rome was, so he wanted to rebuild it. So what's the best way to rebuild a city if you want to rebuild it? Burn it down. So he did. He started it on fire and burnt the entire thing down. Well, as you can imagine, the people weren't very happy about that, and, uh, and businesses weren't very happy about that. And, uh, and so he had to blame someone else, and so he blames this group and places the blame on, and Tacitus talks about what happened. And he says, consequently, this is Tacitus, to get rid of the report, the report that Nero just burned down his own city, Nero fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class of uh, hated for their abominations. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. Called Christians. And who were 
calling them Christians? By the populace. It was the, it was the, uh, it was the people, it was the outsiders who were calling this group of Jesus followers Christians. He goes on. Christus, from whom the name had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty, he was crucified, during the reign of Tiberius. And you thought someone got in the back room and wrote the Bible, came up with this plan. This is, this is Tacitus talking about the same thing the New Testament talks about, that the emperor at the time of Jesus' crucifixion was Tiberius. At the hands of one of our procurators, Pontius Pilate. And so Tacitus is talking about Jesus and saying, you know what, that Nero um, placed the blame and started torturing, and he did extraordinarily evil things to this group that they called Christians, but the insiders didn't call themselves Christians. They called themselves something way more terrifyingly defined. It is, a ter- it is a terrifying term, and it's terrifying because it is so well defined. When you open the New Testament, what the insiders called themselves, there's nowhere to hide. There's, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere, is, you, can, you can hide behind Christian all day long. You can act really kind of however you want, and you can kind of justify however you want to do behind Christian, but behind this term, Hmm, there's really no wiggle room. You know what the term they used was? Disciple. We're disciples of Jesus. <laughs> oh, so when, when someone comes across the street and says, hey, are you a Christian? You're like, no. See, this is why it's like, yes, but... No, but can, can I clarify exactly what you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not what everyone thinks, Christian. My, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. In fact, that's what a disciple is. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is a pupil. A, di- a disciple is a follower, an apprentice. A disciple is, okay, Jesus, I'm, I'm struggling with this issue with my neighbor how would you handle it? Because however you handle it, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm struggling with this with my spouse, and I'm, I'm not sure how to do it. And do you have some advice? To, how, would you, how would you do this? Because that's how I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm struggling with this issue at work. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this issue with my, with my kid. I'm struggling with this issue with my parent. I'm struggling with this issue with my neighbor. I'm struggling with this issue. Jesus, do you have any advice? Because however you would handle it, I'm going to handle it that way. In fact, in fact, before you ever ask the question, I'm just letting you know, Jesus, as a disciple of yours, the answer is yes. <laughs> That's a lot different than Christian. I, are you a Christian? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the Christian religion. What exactly is that? I don't know. See, it's terrifyingly different. Here's some examples. In Acts chapter 6, verse 7. So the word of God spread. This is after there was persecution and they're going into Judea and going into Samaria and the other parts of the, of the earth. So the word of God spread. The number of, not Christians, disciples 
Disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests, this is a side issue, this is, this is unreal. If, if you're thinking that Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, you need to do some homework around with the priests and, and read Jesus and the priests um, and religious leaders. The fact that they, a large number of them became obedient to the faith, <laughs> that's, that's a huge chunk of evidence right there. Here's another one, Acts chapter 9, verse 26. This is talking about Paul. This is talking about Paul after, after he was murdering these, these Jesus followers, these followers of the way. That's what they were known as at that time, followers of the way. And, and uh, Saul was persecuting them, and then he became one, and then he comes to Jerusalem. And look who he's looking for. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the, not Christians, the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, and you would have been too. I mean, he was rounding them all up, putting them in jail, having some of them executed, not believing that he was really a disciple. I don't know if I trust you. If this is, you know, some kind of scam, and, and, and what do you got going on? So, ladies, here's one for you. In Joppa, there was a disciple. I think they should have used disciplette. I think that... But anyway, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. Now, I'm thinking Tabitha was like, like Luke, do you have to include my Greek name? I, could you just leave, leave that out, that poor girl? So anyway, I don't, that's tough. She was always doing good and helping the poor. So here's my question for you. You watching? Those of you in the room, are you a disciple? Are you a disciple of Jesus or are you just a Christian? There is a big, big difference between those two things. Really big. And how we go about living our lives is a testament to whether we just kind of comfortable just being a Christian, and, and maybe that's good enough. If I just identify as Christian, then, you know, then God will, if I, if I picked it right, if I picked the right religion, I, I picked Christian, okay, I'm Christian. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. But what should disciples of Jesus do? I mean, what should be our defining factor? What, what should define us? What, what should it, what should should our lives look like? <laughs> Jesus kind of gives the bottom line. It, it, it's like when, when uh, Jesus was in the upper room, he's talking to his guys, and he, and he realizes he's coming to the end of his time here on earth, and he's going to hand this baton off to his guys, and he's giving them the last words of instruction. It's like, here's the most important thing. You got to understand this. You, if, if you don't remember anything else, I tell you, you got to remember this. It's like when your kids leave for high, you know, leave high school, they leave your house, and they're going on their own. It's like the last things, you're, you're like, okay, we got to remember this one thing, okay? Okay, I got five things. You got to, got to remember these. Maybe there's 10. I, you got to remember, you got to remember this. So here's Jesus in, in John. John records for us in, in, uh, in chapter 13, verse 33. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. This is Jesus talking. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come to where I'm going. 
And Peter, being Peter, pipes up and he's like, whoa, 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 time out. What do you mean you're going somewhere I can't go? Is Andrew going to get to go? Because if Andrew's going, I'm going. I'm going everywhere you're going, Jesus. You, where, where are you going? Is John going to get to go? Is, is that the thing? Is, is he going to be able to get to go, but I can't go? Where are you going? Because I'm going wherever you're going. And Jesus is kind of like, now, Jesus says, I'm going to give you a new command. Love each other. He's like, what? Love, that's not really a new command. And then he goes, I want you to love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Peter, John, Andrew, you remember when, when we met Matthew? Matthew, you remember that? Yeah, those guys hated me because I didn't fit in the category they thought I should fit in. That's right. Do you remember what I said, how we should, you know, I asked Matthew before he ever believed, I asked him to follow me. I invited him to follow. See, one of the things I think in, in, in our world right now is we're, we don't understand or we're losing the concept of what love actually is. So, let me, and this is certainly not a, an, an exclusive list. This is just you know, a few that we have some time to, to wrap our minds around. Love as I have loved. Are you telling the truth? Are you telling your children the truth? Or are you telling them what you think they want to hear? Are you, are, are you telling them the truth or you're not really telling them the truth because you're, you're afraid to actually tell them the truth? As teachers, this is unbelievably difficult, isn't it? It's almost impossible for teachers to tell students the truth anymore. Because if they do, they might make them feel bad. Because at home, they're not being told the truth. Are we telling the truth at work? Are you telling your employees the truth? Are you telling your, your, your boss the truth? Are you stealing See, it's not loving to not tell someone the truth. We think we're loving by being so soft, we actually don't tell someone what's true. That's not a loving thing to do. As a coach, that's really hard, isn't it? Someone's, someone's not coming to practice. Someone's not giving effort. And you're like, if I actually told them the truth, they'd probably quit the team. Because everybody's so soft. Can't tell the truth. Are you stealing? You've kind of figured it out. You kind of figured out how to get a little, you know, extra 15 minutes on the front side, a little 15 minutes on the back. Can you kind of get an extra half hour in? You kind of figured out the deal. You're stealing from your employer. That's not a loving thing to do. It's not loving to steal. You kind of figured out how to get by with it. You kind of figured out how to work the system. You kind of figured out how to get a little bit more reimbursement than what's actually there. You're stealing. That's not loving. It's not a loving thing to do. How good is your name? 
Did you know that your name's only as good as your word? Did you know that? See, I, I interact with a lot of employers, and I used to be an employer, and, and so I, I, just, I just know all of the employers I talk with, they're just like, if we could just get people to show up on time. See, if, if, if your name comes into a conversation and, and, they're, and they're talking about, you know, are they reliable? Are, are, you know, can, can I count on them? And, and you know, don't you? You know the ones that you're like, in fact, when they mess up, you're like, man, that is so unlike them. That's, that's so unlike them. That, I mean, something must have happened. There must be something going because that's just not like them, Right? Because your name is only as good as your word. That's a loving thing to do. To do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to be there, then be there. If you're going to say you're going to be there at a certain time, then be there. That's a loving thing to do. And if you can't be there at that time, then you communicate, I can't be there on time. And if you foul up in any of these things, you turn back around and you apologize. You, you own it. You don't just pass it off. That's not a loving thing to do. How's your work? You just kind of, you kind of lazy going through the day? Kind of watching the clock? You're just looking for Friday. Because I don't want to give my best effort. I just want a paycheck. See, it is super easy to just be Christian and not do any of these things. But when you start thinking about, I, I'm not just going to work, I am representing Jesus. I am a disciple of Jesus in my place of work. And so I am there for a specific reason. I'm not just there for a paycheck. I'm there to show an example of what a disciple of Jesus should look like. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to give a full day's work. You know what? I'm reliable. They can count on me. When my name comes up, they're kind of like, man, alive. they are so reliable. They're there every day. They're on time. It is, it's, they put in, you know what? They're incredible. You respect authority? Hmm. Not in our society, do we? You know why that is? Because somewhere along the line, someone decided discipline was a bad thing. Discipline creates respect. Giving grace. Because here's the thing. All of us fouled up, don't we? All of us foul up. And so are you giving grace in the gaps? If there's gaps, you can tell the truth but you can do it in a grace-filled way. Are you giving grace? Are you forgiving? Are you loving just as Christ loved you? See, this is terrifyingly defined. And I think this is why Jesus says, your love when you do all those things, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples because no one else is living that way. 
you're going to look way different than everyone else. This is how they will know you are my disciple. Like, I, 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 Christian, keep talking about Jesus. This is why when you, you, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, I don't use the word Christian. You ever notice that? I'm a Jesus follower. In fact, I would say to, to people, in fact, I said to my nephew the other day, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Jesus follower. I'm a disciple of Jesus. To which some of you are like, <laughs> really? Can you, can you say that? And, and you know what's interesting is out of this whole thing, I mean, Jesus is just kind of, he's kind of given the bottom line, and here's the things you got to know. I want you to love as I have loved you. And it's kind of funny. Here's Peter, kind of like we are. Here's what Peter responds. Lord, where are you going? Because, I mean, the whole love thing, that's, that's really great. But I want to know where you're going because I want to go where you're going. It's kind of Jesus like, oh, no. Peter, did you miss the whole thing? Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you going? You missed it. So here's my question to you again. Are you a disciple of Jesus? Or are you just a Christian? The, the only other times uh, Christian is used is only used two other times in the one that we looked at. One um, was with Peter and in, in persecution and outsiders kind of looking in. And another time was with Paul when Paul was talking to a, uh, a, a city official, and the city official was like, Paul, you're not trying to make me a Christian, are you? Those are the three references in the scriptures about Christians. So, are you a disciple? Are you just a Christian? You can hide behind Christian all day long, and you can make it mean anything you want it to mean. But we're going to talk over the next several weeks what is the difference between these two things? And if the disciple of Jesus is so well defined, what defines it? And my invitation to you, whether you're watching online or you're in the room, would you take the step to become not just a Christian, but a follower of Jesus, a disciple? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, uh, I know that in this world there's uh, an immense confusion around what, what in the world is Christian anyway, and, and man, it, it, it varies with every single person you talk to and what exactly Christian is and what, it, what it's not, and, but Jesus, I pray that if there's someone watching or there's someone um, here today who, you know, they would just say, yeah, maybe I, I've just kind of identified as a Christian religion, but I, I don't, I, I haven't made that step of saying, Jesus, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm, I'm a disciple of Jesus, that Jesus is my Lord and, and, and my Savior. God, I just, I pray that you would help them to take that step. And it's scary 
because it is so well-defined and it's so much easier to hide than to really step out and say and declare, I'm a follower of Jesus. And so God, I pray that in the areas where, man, we need to, we need to make some, some really heart-checked changes in our, in our lives. Pray that you would help us to do that. God, help us to fall in love with you and to follow you because we love you, not, not because, you know, there's some great, you know, deal that kicks back to us or some other reason, that we would follow you and fall in love with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, here we are. <laughs> uh, good morning. 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 All right. So the difference between Christian and disciple. Mm-hmm. Want to elaborate? I mean, you already did elaborate some more. When we, okay, maybe I should ask this. When did that change happen for you? When did it become a, a conviction of you to say, hmm, Christian's too broad, disciple's more focused, follower is more of what I am? Yeah. Well, I just, I have seen throughout my life and realized I grew up in the church. I've, I mean, I've just been engulfed in church world. That's been my world. And I just saw... A lot of people hide behind God. Um, a lot of people hide behind Christian. Um, and when you start opening the New Testament, it's kind of like, it, it's Jesus. It, it, it's really all about Jesus and what you believe about him and who you believe he is. That's, that's the point of salvation. That's the, that's the point of everything. And so um, I just found that for me... I, I want to start driving people to Jesus. And if I'm going to do that, I'm just a Jesus guy. Um, and so that's why, you know, I don't just talk about God. I don't just, you know, talk about Christian. But that I'm, we talk, our, our language is we're followers of Jesus. We're disciples of Jesus. That's, that's who we're following. That's really who it's all about. Okay. Um. I'm drawing a blank. I do you want to just give us a maybe a glimpse of what might be coming down the next couple weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, if if it is so well defined, then what defines it? Um, I think that's fair for people to know if they're going to make a decision of, hey, do I want to? Do I actually want to move from just this kind of? Well, I affiliate with the Christian religion. To I'm going to be a follower of Jesus, like I, I'm 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 a disciple of Jesus. What does that What does that look like, and what does that mean? That's what we're going to be looking at in some of those different specific um, areas over the next several weeks. But you know, I realize this this could be a very controversial uh, subject where you're just kind of like, well, wait a second. I mean, you, you're saying you're not that's like what? I mean, that's. Yeah. That's, that, that might be a big, a big thing for some people. And so I would just encourage you, if you're like, man, that's a big pill to swallow, that you would just stay with us. And you would open your, your, your Bible. Maybe you haven't opened it in a long time. You would open it, and you would just look for yourself. Because um, I, I, I think you'll find um, that there is a big difference between just Christian, just God, and Jesus and disciple of Jesus. Okay. Um. 
I was at a conference once and Bob Goff was talking and he, he talked about going to SeaWorld once and um, he sat in the splash zone at the whale show and just got drenched by the, the, the whale, you know, the water as it would come out. And then he, he was joking that as they left there and then they're walking through SeaWorld, their, their shoes were soaked and so they're squishing out footprints. And he sort of talked about being so much in the presence of Jesus or full of his joy that everywhere you go, you just spurt Jesus out everywhere. Um, so I think that's some of that too, mm -hmm. being, are, are you going to spurt Jesus wherever you go or are you just going to just sort of hide behind this this right. gauze of... I can you know. just affiliate with Christian and then live however I want to live. Mm -hmm. I'm Christian. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how I live. Well, as a disciple of Jesus, it does matter how you live, and uh, there's just that's a big deal. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Crossing. Thank you, Pastor mm -hmm. Eric, for sharing, and thank you for joining us. And um, we will tune in um, or have. Hope, <laughs> what am I going to say? We will see you again next week. That's right. Have a have good a great week. week. Bye.